0: Hey guys, this is Michelle, Leah, and Brandy, and welcome back to Spooky Shit and Tales from the Beyond. So this week we decided we're going to be talking about some different folklore images that have been seen throughout seeming creatures or images. Okay, I mean like creatures. So we're going to be pretty specific much specific painting. We're gonna, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, different folklores, different folklores. Uh, today I'll be talking about the vague and mysterious origins of the boogeyman and how he's seen cross-culturally. We've all heard of the boogeyman, I'm sure. To the rational adult, the monster could seem like something to laugh about.
1: I haven't heard of the boogeyman. Never? I mean,
0: <laughs> makes sense honestly. A typical Michelle sheltered. Anyway. Like a dumb bitch a little bit. So we know the difference as adults between the real and the made up, but try to take yourself back to childhood when the lines between reality were all sort of blurred. You, like myself, were probably shook to your little child core when you found out about the boogeyman. The daunting threat from your parents that if you didn't act right, that the cloaked monster would show up and snatch you away. I mean, no offense, mom or dad, but what the fuck? Okay. It's kind of messed up thing to tell your child just to get them to listen to you, right? I remember having a very specific image of what the boogeyman looked like to me, probably starting around the age of, like, five or six. I don't know whether I saw it in a nightmare or just had a plain thought of it by design, but my personal boogeyman looked like our gardener, Swede. Oh, Sweet. Yeah, remember Swede? <laughs> and yes. His name just sounds scary. <laughs> His name was Swede. First or last name, don't ask me. Anyway, <laughs> to me, Swede would be walking vertically, scaling my childhood home, straight up to find gravity, all the way to the <laughs> second floor bathroom window. I don't, did I ever tell you that
1: I had these? We, I remember we both thought that Swede was a scary monster. Almost. He scared us I for some reason. I don't know if even his real name or if our dumbass childhood brains were like, Swede no, Man. That's, <laughs> a, that's what
0: mom and dad call him. I think, I'll ask mom even to be sure, but for some reason, <laughs> I, I just
1: always got bad
0: vibes. Maybe it just, I
2: don't know. He's just an older man. Hey, as a kid, you know
0: things.
1: True. I guess that. so. He, he dug that have hole that in the sense. backyard that our dog fell into before he died. Oh, yeah. Wait, what the? It was, it was, it was a awesome. sprinkler hole. It was supposed to be a sprinkler hole. And our dog fell. <sighs> R.I.P.
0: Dude. Triggered. Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> so, a Swede would be equipped with a terrifying orange leaf blower in one hand <laughs> and a knife in the other. Oh, so okay. what makes a leaf blower terrifying? No. <laughs> It's the priorities. It's like, him, like murdering a child because he got a mouth all <laughs> big. Let me, mouth. <laughs> Let me explain the image of what I saw in my head of him. Like, to me, I would just imagine him literally walking... Vertically on the side of the house and the leaf blower was a thing that would Mm -hmm. be pushing the wind so he could walk and scale the house
1: That's even dumber
0: (laughs) Like we're talking his body His body was a 90 degree angle against the wall like know, weird dude,
1: but that's just dumb.
0: Michelle I was like five or six. I don't know. So that's my personal (laughs) boogeyman I would honestly sometimes be scared to even use that bathroom because I expected to see Swede peering at me through the window about to just Take me like my parents had promised.
1: You know, I always pictured him wearing a dark trench coat with a boat hat on literally <laughs> like, and just like hunching around like that flip like the haunting that... in the hill house no i was I was gonna say from the guy from spongebob that they thought
0: the hash the, the, the yeah, slasher, <laughs> slasher.
1: <laughs> like that that's how i <laughs>
0: imagined sweet in my head okay so i'm glad i wasn't the only one who kind of saw him as like a villain i don't know <laughs> what did he do to- he did nothing to us but for some reason he was just like a mysterious like he murdered dude. The mysterious figure. He murdered figure. The plants. Yeah, he murdered our plants. But with age, obviously, I kind of gained insight on what's just folklore, on, like, the boogeyman and what's actually the truth. And uh, shouts, out, so. shouts out to Sweet if you're listening. I apologize.
1: <laughs> He's listening like, I always fucking hated that family. <laughs> he was like, it
2: wasn't your imagination. It, it. wasn't. Did he he was
1: like, I killed dude on purpose. Oh,
2: shit. <laughs> Wait, well, okay. your dog's name was Dude? Yeah. yeah. Our
1: older brother named him when he was a child. Oh, <laughs>
2: that's
0: cute. Anyway, back to the Poor podcast. Dude. No more sad dog stories. So, that was just kind of a little personal touch to my quote-unquote experience with the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I thought the boogeyman was. Apparently, Michelle <laughs> kind of had the same idea.
1: I did not uh, imagine a fucking windblower <laughs> would wind <went to> come <laughs> up to that Windblower? Leaf blower, a leaf blower, <laughs> Michelle. Oh, be a windblower. Don't, don't <laughs> you get- You to blow the wind. <laughs>
0: Don't get it twisted now. So, <laughs> close enough.
1: Let's get
2: on to Same the. Kid. Same difference? Yeah. Sorry.
1: Brandy, mm-hmm. wait, pause it. I just want to say you interrupt <laughs> Leah a lot. <laughs> like, we were talking about this. And, like, you don't do that to me. You only do it to Leah. And you should get out of my fucking house right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna cry.
1: Podcast is over. <laughs> okay, I'm that, leaving. That's a reference. To last, I quit. No, I'm keeping it in. They're gonna know.
0: That's a reference to last podcast when we called out Michelle. Anyway, let's get on to the puzzling history of the boogeyman. A forewarning that the facts I'll be presenting are quite vague due to so little, little information online about the origins. Most of the information I found was through kind of like Wikipedia page, and then through just a bunch of little
1: random websites where people are talking about the boogeyman wait leah what if whenever you're researching it you found out that another name for him was like the swede man and the gardener and shit like that
2: imagine if <laughs> you found asked out. mom and dad we never had a gardener real
1: quick
0: we never had a gardener leah i'd be like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> we never oh
2: shit <laughs> well, I, took just, you a second. I just registered <laughs> what you
0: said <laughs> My bad. Excuse be me, I'm a
1: sure. episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got the giggles. Those fries got me on giggles. <laughs> anyway, so with that said, the first known appearance of the boogeyman may have been a, may have been as early as the 1500s, but references to him, or her, I don't know the or boogeyman, they. or they, I don't know the boogeyman is genderless. Start to be depicted more commonly for the 1800s forward. It's hard to pinpoint even where the boogeyman came from. Even the reality behind the folklore is that he is used as a way for parents to control and discipline their children. Universally, the boogeyman exists in many different forms, some a lot more daunting and, frankly, terrifying to children. So now I'm going to be giving out some of my favorite boogeymans from around the world. Mind you, I'm just going to be doing a couple. There is literally a different type of boogeyman in almost every single country. So with that said, I'm going to be starting with Spain, Brazil, and Latin America. They have El Cucuy. hmm yeah i got it right also <laughs> also called el coco the story goes that parents will use el Kukui as a warning to their children that if they don't go to sleep he will come and take them that's fucked up right brandy yep uh-huh oh, the the rhyme in english is literally translated to sleep child sleep or else Kukui comes and will eat you
2: <laughs> that is
0: That is terrifying <laughs> so the two results of el Kukui, catching you not sleeping were both <laughs> fatal
2: I am
0: Sorry, Ex- I Excuse my, Excuse my accent. That's el-, el
1: cucuy. Yeah, el cucuy. Yes. Oh my god. So. Erase the entire episode, that's all I'm gonna post is you saying that.
0: Aggressively speak Spanish. El cucuy. El cucuy. Why are you doing it? Like you're to... yelling at somebody on the street. I try to sound like you're like, ready. hey. Okay, so the results of him catching you, I'm not even going to say his name again. The two results of El Coco catching you were both fatal. The first option is he would just devour you on the spot, leaving no trace of you for your parents to find. Or the second is he would throw you in his big sack. This version is known to carry on a bag that he uses to kidnap his young victims and uses it to transport them to a location where then they will be eaten.
1: He's like, "Am I hungry now or do I want a little snack yeah. later?" Mm. He lets <laughs> them <to laughs> marinate a little. <laughs> yeah,
0: Ugh. he lets them marinate shit <laughs> in the
1: bag.
0: <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry, it's true. What are you
1: No, he lets about?
0: them lets them marinate in their fear. Oh. So either end That's result, so either end result is just as bad as the other. On to the next in Mediterranean and Arabic cultures, we have the Babao. I don't know if that's pronounced right, but Babu. Babu. No, I'm just babu babu or Babao. I'm sorry if I'm killing that, but I'm trying. This version of the boogeyman is not quite so scary as the previously mentioned one, being that instead of eating you, he just simply simply takes you away to a mysterious location where you are never to be seen again. It never says anything about him quite killing you or eating you, but your life, your realities, you know, will never be the same because he just takes you to an undisclosed location. I guess Why? you live with him forever. So the babau is physically described as being a tall man wearing a black coat with a hood hiding his face. So the next I'll be talking about is the German boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, bitte. So <laughs> we can find <laughs> several variations of the boogeyman in Germany. I included two here. So we have the Nachtkrap or night raven. It leaves its nest at night to scope out children who haven't fallen asleep yet. Upon discovery, it eats the children, of course. And There's another hungry
1: bitches. Yeah.
0: Another more common figure is Krampus or Krampus, the half goat, half demon, who during Christmas time comes and punishes all the naughty children. They even literally have like entire festivals dedicated to Krampus and sometimes parents will pay for actors to come dress as Krampus and like his and like his little elves like pretty much like little demons and to come scare the children so then they act good the rest of the year i'm not You're joking like, Yo, i hate
1: my kids uh. i'm not <laughs>
0: joking and then the most frightening image of the boogeyman by a long shot comes all the way from the philippines he's called pagui i or Pugget. It. it looks like how it's pronounced.
1: I don't think it's true. I
0: unfortunately did not search how it is pronounced, so just bear with me.
1: It's like the summary of our entire podcast. Yeah. I didn't search how you pronounce this. That's our motto. That should, that should have been the
0: name. So we're just going to wing it. So I'm just going to call him Pugoy because I, I think I would imagine that's how it's pronounced. But he's a large, dark, headless creature. Where his shoulders and neck should be is where we instead find just a huge gaping hole or his mouth filled with razor sharp teeth. Just, like just picture, mouthful. just picture the Demogorgons from Stranger Things. Mm. Do you guys want to see what it looks like? Yes. Okay. Well,
1: I just started with. Do you guys want to see a picture? Like, we oh my gosh. Well, you already got our reactions now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, that's gross.
0: Okay, we'll include a picture of him on our Instagram. But did you guys want to hear the poem about the pagoya that parents would read to their kid? It's kind of long, but I'm gonna read it because it's real sorts of fucked up. So. Careful little child, I might hear you sneak. Careful little child, don't let the floor creak. Careful little child, don't make a sound. Careful little child, keep your head on the ground. Quiet little child, don't hide under your bed. Quiet little child, or you might lose your head. Quiet little child, it is looking for you. Quiet little child, or you'll turn black and blue. Run little child, it found your hiding place. Run little child, doesn't have a face. Run little child, it's right behind you. Run little child, from pagu mamu. That was. Killed it? I don't know if I got that last word right, but that's his name at the end. Um, Isn't that creepy? That's gross. Scared. Yeah. I'm well th- scared. They would literally tell their children that. Also, I should have mentioned, it's not all everywhere in the Philippines that they have that boogeyman. It's just a couple select regions. Okay.
1: Gross.
0: So I could have went on for literally like another another hour talking about the folklore regarding the boogeyman across the world. But for the sake of keeping the podcast time at a minimum, and since Michelle and Brandy have their stories, I'm going to stop there. Those are some of my favorite ones. But if you guys are curious for more, the Boogeyman Wikipedia page has a list of all the different representations found in literally like over 50 countries. So I would Shit. go there if you guys want to learn a little more. But before I move on to Michelle and Brandy's stories, I wanted to ask you guys, what, like, how did you guys see the Boogeyman as a child? How did you see El Cucuy?
2: How did I see it?
0: Yeah, like, did you have a certain idea of who it was or a certain you image? the sweet man as well? No, I
2: did not. <laughs> what, did, what did you did you experience as a child with it? didn't really, or not that I remember, but I did, like, in a Mexican household, like, they do always tell you about Kukui and other. What I'm going to talk about next? Like, hey, oh, oh, okay. And, um, and just, like, other stuff. They're always trying to scare you to, like, pretty much control you. and yeah. Just, like, have it their way. Would you be <laughs> would you be really scared of it ever as a child or I mean as a kid, yeah. But yeah. when I grew up, I was like, dude, you're such a liar. It's I mean, up. Like
1: you know what? I could fuck him up. It's fine, right? <laughs> no, like at <laughs> the store.
2: Up. Like if you ask other Mexicans, like though and you're misbehaving in a store and you're like throwing a tantrum, they'll like look at somebody random and they'll be like, Te voy a llevar a ese hombre, and that means like that that man's gonna take you because you're, <laughs> <'cause> you're misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, no, cause like like <laughs> good, I want to go. <laughs> Technically, like that was Let's the boogeyman for us, like, <laughs> yeah. Just strangers, just everyone in the grocery Damn. store,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Damn. Well, Michelle, did oh, you have anything hilarious. other than sweet? I already went in on mine. Yeah, you don't have any no like other leaf blowers in hand for this. Wait, guy. what did he have for He kind of looked like the hash slinging slasher. Oh, the shadow version. Yes, yeah, yeah, course. Yeah, no, the the real version, the fish <laughs> version showed up for the a job fish. Interview. <laughs> The fish, he looks like that, but a human, and I don't know. He just like walked around the backyard. He's like, he must have
0: been like a hunchback or something. I don't know. He's really old as fuck.
2: It looks <laughs> like Brandy might want to be going next. So, all right, so I'm gonna talk about La Llorona. Hey, hey, for
0: us, Ooh. us, uh, white folk, La Lorana.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> La Lorana, like saying the, the frog.
0: The, the, Wrong. the,
2: the, la <laughs> Well, la llorona, la llorona translates to the whipping woman or the crier. <laughs> Me too. Same. So it's a Latin American legend, more specifically like bigger in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the legend in the rural village in Mexico, there lived a beautiful young woman. women, woman. Named Maria She came from a poor family But was known around her village For her beauty and grace One day an extremely wealthy nobleman Was riding through her village And stopped in his tracks Love at first sight Oh he like, saw her bah. She's so hot <laughs> Maria where it, What it do
1: baby <laughs> That's what he said Word for word guys You
0: heard <laughs> <it>. que, pas- <laughs> que paso Maria <laughs> Okay
2: Okay he traveled all over the world and has never seen anyone as beautiful as Maria. Mm. She must have been really hot. Right? Or he's just run some ugly girls. <laughs> he was mesmerized by her. He knew that he had to win her heart. Maria was easily charmed by him and he was charmed by her beauty. So when he proposed to her, she immediately accepted Eventually, the two married, and Maria gave birth to two sons. Her husband was always traveling, and he stopped spending time with his family. And when he did come home, he only paid attention to the children. As time passed, Maria could tell that her husband was falling out of love with her because she was getting old.
1: She
0: wasn't (laughs) hot no more. But he was getting old, too, and probably uglier.
2: One day, he returned to the village with... (laughs) A younger woman and bid his children farewell Maria. So, like, he literally came with, like, his side piece and was like, oh, bye, kids, like, I'm traveling again Aww. and just didn't even, like, acknowledge Maria. Dang. That's messed What a piece of shit. Up Maria, angry and hurt, took her children to a river and drowned them in a blind rage.
1: As you do every time you are mad,
2: <laughs> you go
1: fucking drown my kids. <laughs> right
2: she realized what she had done and searched for them but the river had already carried them away oh my mm. god so, like she finally like realized what she did and she was like
1: fuck like she's like whoops the doodle do mm-hmm. killed my kids wow
2: days later her husband came back and asked about the children but maria started weeping and said that she had drowned him oh fuck bro that's like a hard-ass conversation oh yeah her husband was furious and said that she could not be with him unless she found their children so like their bodies in the meantime, we'll be with this much younger, hotter woman. Dang. But in reality, it,
0: reality that is the thing that made her have the reaction to kill her kids. is mm-hmm. him right? being with a hotter woman.
2: So now she spends eternity looking for her lost children. She is always heard weeping for her children, earning the name La Llorona. If you hear her cries, then they could bring misfortune or even death. <gasps> Yikes. Mm-hmm. Many parents in Latin America use this story to scare their children from staying out too late. <laughs> she's known to come out at night and she's like by rivers and like creeks, like water, bodies of water. Pretty so much. is she
0: known to just drown people? Is that the thing she does or does she kill them other ways?
2: La, la Llorona <laughs> kidnaps wandering children at night, mistaking them for her own she begs he- the heavens for forgiveness and drowns the children Jesus <gasps>
1: Christ she's she like kidnapped. found you I'm gonna kill you again <laughs> right it's
2: just random kids that she's like well cause the whole time she's crying and she's like hold on I'm gonna play the clip for you oh shit okay it's creepy
1: but I'm also am I the only one thinking cause you're like don't walk towards it if you hear someone crying but if she's hot enough I might do it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'd risk it all,
0: bro. You know they like
2: <laughs> parents would play like clips of this and scare the shit out of brutal!
0: Up. For those of
2: you who don't know, what "I mis hijos" mean is "all oh, my children." Um, and she also was, like has said "dónde están mis hijos," mm-hmm. which is "where are my sons?" Ooh, I knew um, that
1: one, and I felt very proud.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Duolingo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> we should be sponsor us. To
2: People who claim to have seen her say she appears at night or in the late evening by rivers or lakes wearing a white gown with a veil. Also they say um, that she has like a skull face. Yeah. Or just like, seen you know, the images. She's, like, dead. It is said that when her wails sound near, she is actually very far and when she sounds distant, she's actually very near. So some people believe this is based on Aztec mythology. Hmm. Um They think that La Llorona is based on the story of La Malinche, which was a, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correct, now una woman who served as Hernán Cortés' interpreter, who was a Spanish, these are like really hard words. You're doing great. (laughs) This is
1: like a classic episode of, we didn't Google how to
2: pronounce this word. (laughs) (laughs) Who was a Spanish conquistador. Inquisitor? Yes, there we go. Thank you. (laughs) Who led an expedition that caused the fall of the Aztec Empire. Oh, dang. She became Cortez's mistress and bore him a child only to be abandoned so that he could marry a Spanish lady.
1: Fuck boy city up in this bitch, (laughs) dude.
2: (laughs) But there's actually no evidence that La Malinche killed her kids. But like, I think it's based on like her life story. Mm,
1: Yeah. Except for the whole murdering your kids <laughs> kind of a, kind of a big one
2: but i found a greek tale that's or yeah a greek tale that's like similar to it's like oh. literally almost the same thing it's the greek tale of the demonic goddess. i don't know if i'm saying this right lamia yeah sounds right it looks right <laughs> <laughs> zeus's wife hera, hera hera learned of his affair with lamia and out of anger killed all of his children which <laughs> lamia had with zeus damn okay. that's crazy
1: I can see the relevance.
2: Yeah. Wait, so
1: his wife killed his mistress's kids? Yes. Dang, it wasn't even her own kids?
2: Yeah.
1: I guess that's better morally, isn't it? Right? (laughs) I I don't know about
2: morally, but like... Murder is murder, but...
1: It's not good, but it's not as bad. But it's not
2: her kids. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think it's worse to kill your own kids. Yeah. Yeah. Out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia steals other women's children dang oh,
0: okay so it sounds a lot like yeah her. it's
2: a lot like La
0: Llorona.
1: isn't it weird how all over the world people come up with these like super similar stories yep. yeah i always sure. like this woman she gets cheated on because that's what we do to women she kills all the kids takes more kids okay so <laughs> but doesn't that lead to the question of if we're
0: coming up all with all these similar stories and different tales from across the world where people have Are haven't even real? spoken to each other maybe there's some truth in it you ever <gasps> think about
1: that
2: um, none There's a it.
1: really hot ghost wandering around Mexico right now, waiting for me, calling for me, wailing for me. <laughs> Donde es, like <laughs>
2: estás, Michelle? Yeah. Hi,
1: Hi. Michelle. I'm like, I'm Michelle. Michelle. stop and me sad am not there.
2: And I did find this little Reddit story of this person that said my mom saw La Llorona in Mexico when she was 15. Give, you gotta give the name. Uh, Shout out Della, to... You. Della Curls. Shouts out Della Curls.
1: Hope okay. you're listening. Hope you like liking. They're definitely listening. Totally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so this story has been told to me by my mom a few times. And every single time I still get a, that creepy, eerie feeling that someone is watching me. Yeah. My mom is from a small town in Mexico located in Zacatecas. It's like a little... A little, little place. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: see Leah's face up? Yeah, she's
2: like, huh, where?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just <laughs> not good at geography, so I was just like, I'm not going to know where anywhere it is. It's Mexico. Just, I was yeah. just
0: admiring the pronunciation, you
1: called
0: oh, it.
2: Thank you. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> I'm pretty... I don't speak Spanish that well. When she was around 14, she had the habit of waking up her mom to go to the restroom since it was an older home and the restroom was located outside. My mom tells me that it was around 3 a.m. when she woke up and felt the need to use the restroom urgently so she began calling out for her mom after a while her mom was not responding she began getting agitated and started screaming at this point my mom throwing a tantrum at this point my mom turns around and at the foot of her bed she sees her mom standing there she was wearing a white robe but had a very bleak expression on her face and both of her arms were extended my mom said that she suddenly felt extremely cold and a sense of dread. <laughs> she had never seen her mom wear a right, white robe. <laughs> the worst part was she's like, "But I still need to pee." <laughs> That's when she looked down and saw her mom's feet weren't touching the floor, oh. <laughs> as they do. At the at that moment, she screamed and cr- quickly threw the covers over her head. Typical. I'm <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> the ghost is just like. Fuck, where'd she go? Fuck the
0: murders. She's gone. <laughs> I get that, though, because as Dude, a, even now, like, I don't like to oh, have oh, my yeah. feet hanging out. I like, like, if I get creeped out in my house, you know, because it's haunted, like I said.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll admit it. I'll yeah. hide under the blankets. Dude, I still yeah. run up the stairs after turning off the light. Yeah, because there's a demon that's going <laughs> to grab you if you don't. Her mom, wearing something completely different, runs in to find my mom shake. Wait, what?
1: Let's just start? Maybe read this in, in your yeah, mind
2: real sorry. quick. <laughs> Her mom. Oh, okay, okay. Like, we're going to scrap this story. It's it's the granddaughter talking, I forgot. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so her mom, wearing something completely different, runs in to find my mom shaking in her bed. Nobody believed my mom. Everyone told her it was just a dream. Until a few days later, there was a power outage. During this time, my mom and a few of her siblings were with her parents and decided to go sleep in the living room. Around the same time, at 3 a.m., they heard the same undeniable wails Of La Llorona down the street. None (laughs) of them slept that night. Yeah. So that's crazy. That's
1: creepy. You know, speaking of the part where they said everyone was like, no, you're just dreaming. I have a creepy story that happened before. A couple times living at my dad's house in high school. Oh, God. Dad's house is creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. A couple times I woke up while like taking a fucking nap or whatever. In the mm-hmm. day, because I was homeschooled, so I would go to sleep at like six in the morning mm-hmm. and wake up at like two o'clock p.m. and just fucking sleep at weird ass times all the time. Michelle, Michelle's changed. I used to be a agoraphobic. Fun fact.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
1: means she you're was scared, scared of, to leave your house. No, she was scared oh, okay. of gore. Yeah, was like, yeah your face is like, like cool, cool.
0: cool. I'm scared of gore too. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, a couple of times, I remember waking up in bed and it sounded like somebody was like heavy breathing underneath my bed. What? And I remember laying there with my eyes open, just listening to it, or my eyes closed. Sorry, my eyes closed, but I was awake and just listening to it for a few minutes because I was like, "Am I imagining this?" And uh, and then it was like 7 p.m. and I could hear like the TV on downstairs, but it still sounded like someone was just breathing under my bed. So I like jumped up and ran downstairs. What? And a few hours later, I was like, "It's really fine." And I went back to my room. Was it fun? Yeah. But it happened more than once. I think it happened too at Wait, whenever you, I was living at our other sister's did, house. Did you even have a bed frame? Didn't you just have a box spring and a mattress? That was the weirdest part. I was like skinny queen down there. Okay. Dang. Okay.
0: <laughs> or the monster, the boogeyman, was inside of the
1: mattress. That's actually well, scary you heard if he it, was in the box spring. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No. I heard it. I think it happened once whenever I was living in El Cajon. What? So only, I think it happened once at Dad's and then once whenever I was in El Cajon. Are you... Haunted? I don't know. Do you have something well, attached to it? It might have to been to me in like a weird trance sleep thing where I was like, oh,
2: and it's I just weird. Heard myself.
1: <laughs> you oh. know, once I
2: also, this well, is. Do you ever wake yourself up or like because you hear yourself? No, her. I was just gonna say once I woke up because I heard myself going,
1: <laughs> 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 I was just like deep laughing in my sleep. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well. But yeah, no, that was my story. I forgot about that. That sounds like a ghost story
0: i don't like that i think
1: um i think that's whenever i did have an actual bed because i didn't always have a box spring okay well probably
0: let's hope that you just heard yourself deep breathing and not some death house was so fucking creepy yeah let's not even talk about the haunted room that we wouldn't walk through because it scared us too bad yeah it's creepy we'll talk about that another
2: time yes on a happy note how do you make a napkin dance How? how you put a boogie in it Ew. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> that's gross. You know I'm an
1: agoraphobic. I hate talking what? about that shit. I'm sorry.
2: it's just boogie? Because boogie,
1: boogies are gore, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the motherfucking Wendigo or Wendigo, depending where you read it. I'm going to go with Wendigo, though. So, the Wendigo is a man-eating evil spirit that originates in the First Nations Algonquian tribe in the northern forests of Canada. They are most commonly associated with the cold and hunger. Bum, bum bum me every dun, winter dun, day dun, dun, dun. this one of <laughs> my DJ noises again so the wendigo is a spirit who possesses a human being and turns them into a cannibalistic monster oh. Um, they usually say that the wendigo did I say you said it the other way this <laughs> time. Know, I'm gonna do a flippity so, floppity all that win- <laughs> wendigo <the> wendigo <laughs> wendigo They usually say the Wendigo possesses the human. Actually, they give in and eat another human mostly to survive, but I'm sure there's this couple weird fucks out there who are like, oh, what does it taste like? Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. After they would try a human, their craving for human flesh turns insatiable, and they're always looking for new victims to eat. Oh. There have been different descriptions of its appearances. One I read, speaking of your long poem, this is going to be a long description. Okay. The wendigo was gone to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tautly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Its body was unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, giving off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Oh. As Michelle was talking, I googled the Wendigo,
0: and we are looking at a picture of it right now, and Bro, that's... I would suggest searching it, because... Well, some of
1: them have deer heads for some reason. Yeah, some that's of them have scary. a human head, and some have a deer head, but either yeah. way, it's pretty terrifying. For the most part, they also don't have lips, because they're so hungry, they chew them
2: off. <gasps> that's that's terrifying. why That's why in the wow. description... What if it's like a human head, but they put like a damn deer-like skull? Oh. Could be that.
1: But yeah, that's why in the description they say that what lips it had were tattered and bloody because it's chewed off its lips. That is so creepy. Yep. It's eating itself. Yeah, it's so hungry that it's like, I don't know, snick snack Choose its lips slips off. Catch us on Instagram at T.H. with me on podcast. We will be posting a plenty of pictures of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Another description I read, a lot less creepy. Described it as a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. So a uh, recurring theme is no lips because your boy chews them off. So that probably means he chews off his toes and fingers too, then maybe. I guess. But they it's also be flexible. Oh, he's he, flexible he alright. <laughs> yeah. Now he's like long and gangly and skeletal. I also read one description that talks about them being so thin that you actually can't see them whenever they're standing sideways, only when they're looking right at their oh, prey. What? Yeah. It's creepy as fuck. So yeah, a common recurring idea was that they are super, super skinny. Skinny queen. Taller than humans, skinny legend. These skinny legend, and that their hearts had turned to ice, and they had teeth and nails that were like sharp, like knives. Some descriptions of wendigos say they are unusually fast and can move quickly through even the harshest, well, <laughs> through even the harshest weather conditions, and with an inhuman stamina. Yep. Yeah. Despite this, they don't actually have to chase their prey to get it. Instead, they have the ability to mimic human voices, which they can use to lure people away from civilization. And once it has them alone, it can devour them. That is so creepy! Super creepy. There's also like uh, some psychiatrists who believe in this phenomenon called wendigo psychosis, which is a syndrome that develops from a severe fear of becoming a cannibal that can lead to you craving human flesh. What? Yeah. That's a it's fake? kind of just like intrusive thoughts, but hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rather just like, what if I was a cannibal? It becomes like
0: obsessive. I have a question. Yes. You said in the beginning that the Wendigo will make people who have eaten uh, other humans, it'll make them feel like a constant
1: urge to mm-hmm. eat it. So it does that and it also sometimes eats the people? It turns some people into other wendigos, and other people is oh, like... Oh, it turns them into wendigos? Mm-hmm. That's what oh thats God. what I meant by it. It will, it will just, like, make you start thinking, like, what if I eat a human? And then, and once, then you, once you eat a human... So you transform you one? You'll turn into one, yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah. They did really they multiplying them. There were mm-hmm. some descriptions of whenever they start transforming that they just, like, feel, like, really hot, and there been people who have, like, taken off all their clothes, and they, like, run into the snow, which now people realize are symptoms of hypothermia. So yeah, Windico psychosis. You just have like a super big fear of becoming a cannibal, so naturally you're like, but what if I did though? Um, you start craving human flesh, and it can occur in people who are isolated by heavy snow during winter, so they're just like alone. and It kind of makes sense from like a mental point of view. Like if you're alone and you're thinking like, what if I was this worst possible uh-huh. thing? Like you're gonna think of it You're like having cabin fever and you're thinking yeah, about it too much. Just intrusive thoughts, but don't do it though. Don't. <laughs> The symptoms in the beginning aren't too bad. They include a poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. But then it gets worse and they start to get delusions that they are being transformed into a wendigo monster. Then oh eventually god. they may go on to try human meat.
0: Oh my god. hmm This is a real, like, S- syndrome?
1: Yeah, some psychiatrists don't think it's legit, but I... It probably is just, like, a form of, like, obsessive compulsive disorder yeah. and intrusive thoughts, I'm sure. And it's just manifest in a really not great way (laughs) but that could just be like one explanation for what the wendigo really is one well-known person who was a potential victim of wendigo psychosis is a man named swift runner so in 1879 swift runner was a member of the cree first nations and lived in alberta canada with his wife and six kids he was like a super popular man and had a career as a trapper and he was like i have a question yes was he a good runner or was he switched? I was hoping to make no jokes about it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just... I don't even know if that's like his actual name or if that's just like a translation. His track name? Nickname. His track name. Yeah. In 1879 track. That was his track name. Oh shit. I forgot you said 1879. Yep. There was Swift Runner, but he wasn't even first place. There was also Fast Runner. Really fast <laughs> runner. <laughs> so he was a popular man and a trapper for his career and he was like pretty friendly and he was also really tall, like at over six feet. Um, the winter of 1879 was especially brutal. It was just, like, really cold, and the fear of starvation was super real for a lot of people. Swift Runner, along with his wife, six children, mother-in-law, and brother, were together in the forest Mm -hmm. when Swift Runner began to experience symptoms of Wendigo psychosis. I see where this is going. Mm -hmm. Yep. It began after his eldest son died of starvation. Oh, no. He began to be haunted by dreams where a wendigo called on him to eat all of the people around him. <gasps> his family. After a while, this caused him to snap, and he killed his wife. He then forced one of his sons to kill their younger brother. Aww. Killed the other sons. Killed an infant in a really awful way that I won't even describe. You can tell us later, but not in yeah. the podcast. Yeah, and... Uh, In springtime, Swift Runner went to the police himself and told them his wife had committed suicide and the rest of the family had died of starvation. But he looked well-fed and not all what you'd expect of a man who has been on the brink of starvation, like the rest of his family supposedly was. So they went to investigate his family camp and found the bones and skulls of his family nearby. Some of the bones were dry and hollow, like the marrow had been sucked out of them. What? shut
0: up that mm-hmm. is so gross
1: before he, they found all those bones though or I think after they um, they were like what the fuck so they dug up the bones of his first son who had died and they hadn't been disturbed at all he like only ate the fresh ones oh my don't god don't know if that's extra gross or I guess you don't want rotten human meat ew you're saying <laughs> you don't want rotten fish exactly but human meat Celia's not even that gross that is so gross <laughs> Despite apparently eating them to survive the harsh winter, there were actually emergency food supplies just 25 miles away that he could have gone to receive instead of butchering his entire family. Wow. He tried to use the excuse of being possessed by a Wendigo to avoid punishment, but was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death by hanging. He was actually the first man to be legally hanged in Alberta, Canada. Hmm. So, it's breaking the glass ceiling on that one. Moments, oh. before, <laughs> moments before his death, he gave a speech and admitted he was guilty of the crimes. Well, that's good. Which, was like, no shit. We, <laughs> we, we knew. knew <laughs> kind of saw the bones already. I know. Did. We saw the sucked out marrow, Ew. but, you know. How do you even do
2: that?
1: Ew, let's not think about it too
0: hard. I know. Right, that's <laughs> extra gross.
1: Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> now, so we got the Wendigo Killers, and you already know, we got the fucking Wendigo Hunters. What's good? Ooh. Wait. People hunt the Wendigo? There was Wendigo hunters. That's what's up. I'm here to talk about Sam and Dean Winchester. (laughs) Supernatural (laughs) joke. Just King CW. Don't sue me. So, let me tell you a little bit about Jack Fiddler. (laughs) Wait, can I I ask you a question? If you guys are going to ask a dumbass question. Did did he play the fiddle? He might have, Leah. He liked to fiddle swiftly. What? Cutting (laughs) that out. Brandy's exhausted. You could just see it.
0: Brandy. Your face is like... I feel offended by what you just asked. Why? <laughs> because of I mean, a question. Because as a fiddler myself, <laughs> what do you fiddle
1: with?
2: My feelings. Feelings. You don't
1: want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy's Forget just been that. murdered. <laughs> Let me tell you about this motherfucker, Jack Fiddler. Mm-hmm. I was like, should I say the bad word? He was a famous Cree shaman for the sucker people in Canada. He was famous for allegedly... He was famous for allegedly being able to conjure animals. I said conjure, hello weird. He was famous for you al- said
0: it like bonjour. <laughs>
1: <You> conjure
0: <laughs> we meet? <laughs> I we that <laughs> I just realized you said it like conjure. <laughs> baguette. Ah, uh, we Bucket. Baguette. Just started all over
1: again. to <laughs> the on. entire episode. He was famous for allegedly being able to conjure animals and protect his people from spells. More so, he could defeat a Wendigo. You guys are Bad cool bitch. covering your mouth. Shit! I'm so terrified. I have to cover my mouth so I don't
2: scream
1: like Brandy earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He claimed that in his lifetime he had killed 14 different Wendigos with the help of his brother Joseph.
2: Oh, so, so they're the original 70. Yeah. Just for Wendigos. What's so. the
1: what's the supernatural phrase? They're like brothers hunting things. It's definitely longer than
2: that. <laughs> yeah, it's so long. It's not just brothers. That's the gist of it, though.
1: <laughs> Supernatural brothers hunting things. Oh, okay. But I'm done doing things. What is doing it? Things. Saving, saving people, hunting things. The family business. There you go. Some of these Wendigos were sent by enemies to him and his people, but some had also been members of his own camp that he believed he was euthanizing before the spirits could take them over. Oh. He would legit be asked by these people's fucking family members that were like, please kill him. Like, I don't want him to turn to a Wendigo. And he'd be like, got you. And then he'd kill them. What? One of his victims was even one of his other brothers. So, chances, all, chances are they were just like sick and he killed them. Yeah, something. but victims, like, themselves asked him to kill them before they could become so a Wendigo. The so they kind of had the Wendigo psychosis. psychosis. Yeah, they were so afraid of becoming it, probably because, like, they knew someone who got killed. So they were like, fuck, oh, just kill me, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. So, in 1907, two members of the Northwest Mounted Police arrived at Sucker Camp, and they wanted to introduce Canadian law in the North and had heard of the Fiddler's power against the Wendigo. And they went and arrested Jack and Joseph. For Meridier... For murder. What's murder? I was just trying to say murder with a Scottish accent. Oh God! It's been a murder year. <laughs> Holy shit! That's a murder, funny. eh? I guess. So. Oh, that was so much better. <laughs> no. Okay. Jack was able to escape captivity after a couple. After a couple. <laughs> I fucking hate my life. After a couple months of captivity, I say twice in the same sentence. Um, he was taking a walk outside, <laughs> which also, like, in jail, or they're just like, yeah, just go for a walk, Jack, you're good. Was <laughs> he, like, in the courtyard or something? I don't know, because I was like, he must have had guards with him, right? But no, because he was found to have hanged himself nearby. Uh, meanwhile, his brother Joseph was found guilty and sentenced to death. Appeals ended up securing his release, like, the day of his execution. But, you know, snail mail back then... they didn't get the news until three days after he'd been killed so yeah he was executed so I
0: can't tell if I feel bad for him or if I think he's a murderer
1: so I was thinking about it it's a moral dilemma because they were asking to be killed so is okay and one thing I was listening to they kind of refer to it as like this is like an internal conflict that they have just like in their tribe they have their own set of like ways that they deal with it they like go and kill them which is kind of fucked up, but also, like, isn't it kind of fucked up that we will go and execute these guys? Everyone has their own sets of morals and laws and stuff, so it's kind of bullshit that these white dudes in Canada were just like, we're here now, we've decided you're under arrest, and also we are going to kill you now. Yeah, it's ironic, I'm going to kill
2: you for yeah, killing those people. It's
1: weird. But yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and... Assume Think that most of the people wanted to be killed because if that's so, then it just sounds like he's really cool. His name's Jack Fiddler, which is a badass name. Mm -hmm. He's like an assassin. I'm sure his own brother asked to be killed because otherwise that's brutal if he just killed his brother. There was some controversy to their arrest. As in their culture, what they were doing wasn't a criminal offense. And they had, in fact, been trying to protect people. They even told officers, like, I did not know what I was doing was wrong. And if I had known, I would have not done the deed. Yeah, so it's like fucked up. Because, the conflict. Yeah, they didn't know. Like they have a different set of rules. The Canadians just came in and were like, "Nope, our rules now. You're dead, bitch." Yikes! Damn. So in conclusion, Wendigos be crazy. Yeah, that is a big nope. And if you're a Wendigo hunter, you're also gonna die. Apparently. Um, so, so which
0: nope. one of all these uh, that we did do you guys think is the scariest? Like, which character? Which? Uh, Windigo. I think the Windigo, too, because yeah. they just, like, they don't, I'm assuming, based on what you said, they just eat you. That's your way of dying.
1: Yep. Or they can yep. turn do you into kill kill you, you first
2: or they just straight up just eat you alive. Oh, my I God. I never saw,
1: but I'm imagining they just start you. I just imagine that, too, because yeah. they didn't specify otherwise in, in yeah. what you read. So, do you guys have anything else you would like to add? I just want everyone to picture themselves in a snowy forest alone. Oh, don't even. I'm not going to be able to sleep. And you don't see anything, and all of a sudden, something turns to look at you, and it's just right in front of your face, and it's a (gasps) wendigo with his shoot-off lips. I already have nightmares. Why are you doing this to me? And he's just like, can I have your number? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill with our monsters. Okay,
0: Fuck, Mary Kill, the boogeyman, the wendigo, or... La Yorona. <laughs> I was going to say La Lorna. La Lorna. I'm going to show you. Should we just whitewash it while we say this? Sure. La Lorna. Say it. The, okay, the Lorna. Let me try
2: to say La Yorona. Oh. La Yorona.
1: Oh. <laughs> What's her? Her name's Maria. Yeah. Maria. <laughs> I can say that. So. I know what I'd do. I would. I, know I, <laughs> I feel weird saying I'd fuck the <laughs> boogeyman yep. if, it, if I'm imagining him as Swede. <laughs> I'll watch him from The Sexy Fish from Spongebob. I would marry Maria and then not have kids with her because she probably killed them. And I would kill the Wendigo and then I'd ID him first. Okay. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to agree with that
0: completely. That's exactly what I thought in my head, too. Definitely kill the Wendigo. Maria, I mean, she seems like a sweet lady, minus the fact she murdered her children when she got a little upset. But she's hot. And the boogeyman, I mean, the boogeyman is... I did a search... I didn't search up all the boogeyman like how he looks in different cultures so who knows maybe he's you know maybe he's a fine ass sexy. sexy boogeyman in one of the cultures we don't know I'm not gonna assume I'd
1: say it's likely it's likely I mean half there's deer what's hotter than that no I'm talking about the boogeyman not the Wendigo. I thought he was also
0: half deer he's half goat he's... what is he no wait, in and uh... he's half whatever you want he's half be. yeah hey, that's hot okay <laughs> 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 a sexy shadow
2: man yeah I don't know Tall, dark, and handsome? brandy Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. I would fuck La Llorona. Oh, Mary the Boogeyman.
1: Her down. Whoa. Okay. Lock Maria down. <laughs> Dang, poor Wendigo. No one wants to have sex with that. Fuck that. I no, bro. No one will. But also, back on a more serious note, if you eat somebody and it turns you into a Wendigo, what happens if you eat a Wendigo? Will you turn into one? Uh, i mean it's literally just bones what can you do that's like a Mm, that's like a chicken and the egg question exactly all right let us know you let us know who you'd fuck mary kill in the comments oh my god please do mom if you're listening you could text us let us know what you think let us know if you want us to talk about anything specific uh we're running out of ideas we are <laughs> uh you can follow us on twitter at spooky underscore beyond and instagram at tales Me beyond podcast email us at tales beyond podcast at gmail.com let us know you'd want to fuck mary kill give us ideas tell us if you actually like it when we giggle as much in episodes i know you don't i just want an email let me know how you really feel
2: do you like when we fuck up
1: yeah, exactly. Do
0: you, do you like when we fuck up? Do you
2: like when we when <laughs> you fuck you up? It, or should we edit it out? It out? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do you
1: like it? Do you <laughs> like when
2: we fuck up? <laughs> when Not I'm stupid? It. Do you like when I can't speak?
1: <laughs> Interesting accent we are going All on. All right. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, same thing. I don't know cast box breaker anchor anchor YouTube.
0: youtube youtube
1: we're at a whole two views on one video this hey. year on the rest. red tube not red tube <laughs> what's red tube
0: oh you don't oh, want to know randy
1: is porn oh <laughs> um we're also now on overcast is that an app or i have no idea that what that
2: is no it's cast something chromecast maybe it's maybe. not chromecast <laughs>
1: look us up on everything with cast in it because i just got the notification today so i haven't even posted just about google it just google us yeah oh we're on google podcast and oh we're also God. on radio public what's up bitches all right search us spooky shit and tales from the beyond catch you guys next week goodbye is that Bye. gonna be your thing yes